Welcome everyone to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is August 13th, 2018. The purpose of the webinar is twofold. To introduce the work of Triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of Triangles and also to provide a platform for those people who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in support of the strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work of Triangles is simply the establishing of a line of light, of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. This triangle is then placed within the planetary network of triangles, and as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the entire network and into the consciousness of humanity touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it is released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So now as we do each week to begin this objective linking in this work, we'll take a moment of silence to connect with one another, and then to sound the mantra on your screen, the invocation of light. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day.
Today we're fortunate to have a guest presenter who you, those of you who are regular participants in the webinar will recognize, uh, Julie Rosinski. She's presented a number of times here and she's a longtime co-worker, student of the Ageless Wisdom. And she's chosen for her topic, uh, geometric transformation and the triangles work. And so I will pass the microphone over to Julie now. Hello, Kathy. Hey, hi, Julie. Thank you so much. You, thank you. And hello to everyone. The topic today is geometry and specifically geometric transformation with the triangles work that we do. In this work, three people link up each day to sound the great invocation in a triangle of dynamic thought, enveloping the world in a network of light and goodwill. In so doing, we participate in a creative process that is of great significance to the evolution of humanity and to the planet. And the science of geometry is fundamental to this work. We know that geometry is that system of math that is concerned with shape, size, the relative position of figures, and the properties of space. And basic ideas in geometry include the concepts of points, lines, planes, surfaces, angles, curves, and so on. As with all aspects of physical plane life, an inner system of geometry exists known as sacred geometry. This esoteric geometry is a metaphysical study of these same concepts and integrates both rational and intuitional thinking in order to explore the deeper meanings of geometrical forms. For centuries, esoteric knowledge has been veiled in the numbers and figures of geometry, concealed in the symbols of religious rituals, the architecture of temples and cathedrals and mosques, and in the geometry of sacred art, such as medicine wheels, sand paintings, and stained glass windows. A study of esoteric geometry uncovers that knowledge, unveils the mysteries of that inner world that serves as the prototype of the outer, and reveals truths about the universe and man's place in it. With this esoteric approach, geometrical formations are examined from a psychological perspective, looking beyond the outer forms to consider meaning and motive, and the impact of these the impact of these geometrized energy forms on the individual, on groups, nations, the planet, and beyond. The science of esoteric astrology incorporates esoteric geometry. Its study advances a true understanding of evolutionary purpose for man and the cosmos. And basic to that understanding is the axiom that everything is energy. That energy circulates in a cosmic field known as the ether, penetrating all forms within that ether and permeating them with their particular qualities, affecting the bodies of minerals, plants, animals, 
humans, and the bodies of the planets, solar systems, and constellations that exist within the ether. Thus, one vast interconnected system of energies, an etheric web of the geometrical light energy, links and synthesizes all forms of life within it, one life. Within the fields of esoteric astrology and geometry is a category of study called the science of triangles. This is a major subject of inquiry. For at this point in cosmic evolution, the cosmic web of energies is composed of an intricate, constantly moving, interwoven series of triangles. One example of a major triangle of energy that significantly affects our planet is that formed by the constellations of the Great Bear, Sirius, and the Pleiades. These three great cosmic centers control and energize our solar system and transmit their energies to the three major energy centers of our planet, another triplicity, Shambhala, Hierarchy, and humanity. In this way, the three main energies to be gained from earthly experience, purpose, love, and intelligence, are relayed to the planet and humanity. And just to contemplate the vastness of this geometrical system, it's interesting to consider that these constellations form other powerful triple relationships with other constellations of the zodiac, with other planets within the solar system, and in higher dimensions of existence beyond our three-dimensional world, in an immense series of triangles between the stars. Is it any wonder that the Tibetan calls this science a subject of such vast dimensions and mystery that no life within our solar system has more than sensed its significance? The movement of energies in the etheric web is geometric. These energies circulate within the ethers in ordered geometrical patterns. And the type of energy flow is defined by the evolutionary state of any particular form. For instance, the pattern of energies of non-sacred planets flows in the form of squares. That of sacred planets moves in triangles and the flow of energy of the sun is in circular formation. And as with all life forms, these patterns of energies themselves evolve. So energy that flows in square patterns evolves to flow in triangular form, and triangular energies evolve to circular. Earth is a non-sacred planet. That simply means that our planetary logos has not yet developed the inclusiveness required to be considered sacred. So being non-sacred, the pattern of energies prevalent in the etheric web of our planet is one of squares. A square is solid, concrete, and material. Properties descriptive of the dense form life of the planet at this time in its evolution. But as the divine plan works out, this concrete pattern of energies is gradually being refined, reshaped, reformed from squares into triangles. We are told that the effort on Earth today is to bring about a transformation of the web of the planet, to create a network of triangles.
triangular energies and for earth to achieve its sacred place. The question becomes then, how does this transformation take place? How does the movement of energy progress from squares to triangles, from non-sacred to sacred? Interestingly, this process is accompanied by the creation of division, by the application of the law of separation. We might understand this division process by visualizing the splitting of a square diagonally from corner to corner to form two separate triangles. And applying this process to humanity, one might speculate that the intense polarities gripping humanity at this time are outer manifestations of the creation of division and the application of the law of separation, the splitting of the square of our planet, and all part of the natural evolutionary process. We are further told that this process involves also the recognition in consciousness of duality. Perhaps for humanity, this indicates an expansion in consciousness as humanity's soul becomes more visible and more vibrant within the form, and humanity as a whole becomes soul conscious and more inclusive. And finally, the Tibetan explains that this transformation proceeds by the application of what he calls directed motion, resulting in the appearance of two triangles at the place of the one square. The phrase, the application of directed motion, might be an indication of humanity's role in this transformative process. For by direct, undeviating, intentional motion or action, man transforms himself. He becomes the true triangle, expressing the three divine aspects or energies of that great triangle of energy, purpose, love, and intelligence. As we refine our own energy patterns, reshape our personal geometry, we merge in the ethers with the energy bodies of others and within the energy body of the planet. Thus, one personal geometrization at a time, humanity and the planet are transformed, literally transformed. A geometric transformation from squares to triangles, and from material form to spiritual, from separatism to inclusiveness. This esoteric understanding of the geometry of life adds another dimension to the triangle's work, where this work can be appreciated as a means of true transformation for the planet and an agency of its spiritual evolution. The Tibetan provides one final image in this transformative process. The two triangles, formed from the bisected square, are finally united in a fresh manifestation to form the Star of Life. We also know this as the Star of David. An end to the rule of the square and self-actualization for the planet. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julie. Um.
So now we'll do our meditation and then we'll share some more thoughts with Julie after. So let's just take a moment of silence to link as a, as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles meditation group. We sound the affirmation of will in the center of the will of God I stand not shall deflect my will from his I implement that will by love I turn towards the field of service I the triangle divine Work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Now using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize this triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, 
which underlies and infuses the network. Lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to this inpouring energy of love.
Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, and as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light, within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love, 
within the heart of God. Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you very much. And now we'll go back to Julie. We've now come to this section of the webinar where we'd like to hear from you. Perhaps you have ideas on this topic today of geometry or examples of other geometrical formations that would be of interest to us or ideas about another topic that you would like to share and we would love to hear from you. You can either raise your hand by clicking on your name and we'll call on you, or you can post a comment in the chat box. While we're waiting for your ideas, I came across an interesting article on the internet with regard to meditation and the geometry of the human body. And it noted that in the body, of course, energy flows in the human body, just like it does everywhere else, in patterns of squares and triangles and so forth. But this said that the patterns of squares flowed mostly in the joints, especially in the fingers and toes. And then between the vertebrae of the spine, that was also square. And in the triangles, of course, it was through the chakras. We know that in the chakras, the process of transformation of energy is taking place for the individual. 
So it would be natural to assume as you progressed, your energy there became a higher formation as a triangle. Thank you for your comments, um, Robert and Mary and Marcos, Bronwyn Ellen. Thank you, Nina, Gina, Ginny. Hi, Ginny. Lara and Sonia. Here's a, a good question from Andreas. Unity is holy. How can something that is holy come from a separation? That's a wonderful question. I think probably that speaks to the fact that we don't see the whole picture. Our vision is so narrow that we think there is separation when actually, when we study something like this, we understand we are definitely all one. Our energies come from the same place, we share the same energies. So thank you for that question. And Diane says, the crop circles show us a visual use of sacred geometry. Oh yes, that is a great example, isn't it? And thank you, Roswitha. Joe wonders, what is the article or resource? Most of this information, probably 99%, comes from the Alice Bailey book, Esoteric Astrology. Actually, from one page of that book. That's the amazing part of that book. There is so much information on so many levels. It's an incredible book to read or to refer to. It's kind of hard to read all at once. Risa says, separation as predecessor to synthesis reminded me of the Ray 4 task, harmony emerging from conflict and chaos and separation. Oh, that's a great way of putting it. It is harmony through conflict. We can see the conflict going on right now as the pain of separation from old ideas, as new ideas try to enter into the consciousness of the race. Sue asks for a copy of the talk. Martha says, thank you, Julie. It, is, it brought to mind the patterns we can see within our astrological charts, trines, kites, stars, and other formations always in motion. Oh, yes, that's a great example of geometry for the human being. Well, for anything that you do an astrological chart for, but I'm thinking of a person's chart. You see lots of squares and triangles. And I think I read in that book that the more developed you are, the more triangles you will see in your astrological chart as opposed to squares. Oh, Robert and Mary Antis are asking, could you also let us know how to access the item you just mentioned about the energy patterns in the human body? I don't know. I googled 
geometry in the human body and that came up. <laughs> and Amy asks, can you speak about other dimensions? Do triangles transcend into other dimensions other than the third dimension? I'm sure they do because part of the information about the great triangle between Sirius, the Great Bear, and the Pleiades was that that energy also formed triangles in fourth and fifth dimensions. And at some place, I remember reading something about the forming of patterns of pyramids and spheres and cubes. I don't know whether that would be on a higher dimension than we can access or not. Andrea asks, geometry is not my field. My question is, the square when divided from point to point leaves a triangle which does not have equal sides. It is my assumption that the triangles that I am visualizing in meditation are equal sides. Is this of consequence? In a field, geometry, where measurements seem to be, and that's all I got there, probably so important. I don't know that answer. Kathy, do you have a thought on that? Oh, no, not really. <laughs> I, I assume that maybe those triangles themselves transform from one kind to another. I don't, I mean, when we think of triangles, I, I think of a, one with perfectly perfectly measured same sides, but that may not be. Uh, Jane asks, would our etheric bodies be lines of energies from our ray sources? Well, each of those planets carries, each of those constellations carries the energy of certain rays. So I would certainly think so, and I would think the energies of our astrological charts and our ray energies come to us through certain constellations and planets and those energies circulate in our bodies. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Janice says, study and meditation of the geometric Germanic runes. The, is it Futhark or Futhark? I find valuable in my ongoing spiritual quest. Oh, I'm not familiar with that but it's probably one of those connecting studies. Karen asks, how does this process work in the microcosm? Is it the same process for a human being becoming sacred or enlightened? Well, yes, that's the star of life, as above, so below. It's a similar process, just on a different level of evolution whether it's the evolution of the human being or the planet or the solar system. We're evolving from non-sacred to sacred or from separatist to non-separatist in our views to become more inclusive. Carla asked, the article you spoke of reading about the joints, is that an esoteric astrology? No, that was on the internet. <laughs> Diane has an interesting comment. Separation can also be viewed as expansion. Thereby we can understand that it is not truly separation, just a breaking free of one form to evolve or expand into another. 
Well, that's a great way of looking at it, Diane. Thank you. And from Leticia, another question about the type of triangle. Does the type of triangle matter? Deity is expressed in an equilateral triangle. When you split a square, you have two right-angle triangles. What about acute and obtuse triangles? The obtuse will eventually collapse into a line. Duality is solved in a triangle. Does that make sense? Oh, that's beautiful. A lot of food for thought in that comment. And Andreas asks, I wonder, just for the sake of it, how do we go from a triangle to a circle? I think it's also part of the process of evolution and becoming more and more inclusive of all life. I pictured this as someone running the bases in baseball. When you go slowly, you hit every, every base. You make a square. The faster you run, the more you cut corners and become more triangular. And the faster you go after that, you cut more corners, and even the triangle then becomes circular. I think it's a question of the evolution of the matter involved, a higher radi radiatory expression. Camille asks, I wonder if these needed separations can actually manifest in our personal lives as relationship changes. This could be in marriage, careers, location and friendships, etc., as if the practical world reflects our spiritual shifts individually. Oh, that's a great comment. Certainly, I think we can think of some of our relationships the most material and maybe the most challenging as denoting squares. And those that are more evolved, we would maybe think of in terms of triangular. Leslie asks, on the cover of the Alice Bailey books, there is a symbol within a triangle. Does this have geometrical significance? It does, but I can't remember now what it is. Do you know that off the top of your head, Kathy? Uh, one of the meanings I know is that it's, it simply stands for L-U-X, superimposed oh, on right. one another. Yes, light. Uh -huh. But I think it has uh, deeper meanings that really haven't been given out, so it's something to ponder. Yes. Uh, Joe says, Frances Donald offers a series on sacred geometry on YouTube, and she gives the YouTube address there. He does a wonderful job of integrating geometric symbols in the ageless wisdom. Oh, that would be very interesting. Thank you, Joe. And Michael says, perhaps the creation of the circle has to do with the transcendent point of synthesis at the center of every triangle, perhaps related to the will aspect. Oh, that's a great thought. And certainly you would think of that as first ray, which is will, the circular energy, which is so inclusive of everything. And that center point of every triangle, we think of as the Christ energy. Risa says, originally, we were united as we stepped upon the involutionary arc. Then on earth, 
we had to separate, find ourselves, awaken, become aware of self. Then on the evolutionary arc, we unite again. Yes, that's so true. Thank you. We go from division to unity. Um, Amy asks, what does this mean for today? Give me some practical examples. Well, I think a great example of this is in the marches that we see all over the world. There is a concrete attitude in humanity that is passing out as we change from sixth ray to seventh and from into the Aquarian age from the Piscean. And as we come become in the etheric realm, as we change from squares to triangles, we're letting go of that material self. We can see this as one group of people demonstrates against another, and one group wants to hold on to the concrete energy that has become so comfortable and familiar, and the other group wants to move on to a higher energy that is more inclusive. It's painful. It's painful for both sides. Eventually, we hope they can finish that split and come together and find common ground. Julie, there's um, a couple hands raised, so I'll unmute Martin. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hello, Martin. Hi, Julie. Very good uh, presentation. I have about uh, a dozen thoughts, but I'm going to stick to just one or two. Um, Great. Those would be, I'll just name them, the diamond, the arrow, Jacob's ladder, yes. and, and all angles, plus the three solar systems. So let me just start with the diamond. The square we usually think of as the base of the pyramid, and it forms a, a platform upon which you raise from the center of the square upward, you create a pyramid, which creates this triangular form the sides of the pyramid. The base is solid or foundational. And the yeah. central point is the movement, the progressive, progressive movement upward to the next touch point of a down-pointing pyramid. If you have an upward-pointing pyramid and a downward-pointing pyramid, it forms a progression in Jacob's ladder of ascent. And you move from central point to touch point to central point, and you have a horizontal horizontal, horizontal progression, like going up a ladder for each of those points where the two pyramids, the one pointing down and the one pointing up, join. So the base, you have a new plateau, so to speak, with each touch point. So that's Jacob's ladder, born of the central point, raised up from the base of a pyramid, forming the triangular sides of the pyramid. And the only other point I would make is that Sagittarius has an arrow as the symbol, and the arrow is clearly that angle. So th these are some of the mm -hmm. kind of entry points into sacred geometry, which I find undeveloped but fascinating. So thank you very much. Very good presentation. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. That also brings to mind when you picture that progression from the base of the triangle to the apex and then to the triangle that it's touching in an inverted manner. Yes. The two of them together form a diamond. That's exactly right. And the, the, the Buddha referred to, is referred to as the diamond soul. Yeah, the diamond I think it really has to do with moving from a, horizontal, a, a flat 
uh, uh, dimension to a shift putting the square, so to speak, on a, on a balancing it on a point. And that's one of the things that was touched upon in one of Francis Donald's presentations as well. So it all ties together. Oh, it does. That an, brings another interesting point, I think, and that is that we mustn't dismiss squares as being unimportant or something we've outgrown because it does give us the concrete base that we need in order to go forward. Oh, and just one other point that uh, I learned something from you today about the joints that you got off the internet, um, where this the square part is where the joints, where the two bones, sort of the tibia and the fibula or whatever they're called, come together. That's alignment. And then when you reach that kind of stabilization point, that's when it's square. And then you have a new beginning of a, the next alignment up towards another juncture point of a joint. So it's, it ties together. And it reminds me of booty. Booty is, a, is fourth ray, but it's fourth ray harmony, which is the mediation between an upward three and a lower three. So when you take that relationship of four to three, it's uh, really quite uh, a different thing than opposition. It's a matter of mediation. So it, it's really wow. wonderful. Wow, that's great. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Uh, and then Emmanuel. Hello. Hello, Hello. Emmanuel. Thank you very much for the presentation. You're welcome. I just want to add that no matter what the size of a triangle, no matter what the shape of a triangle, a billion people drew or constructed billion triangles, no matter what, if you add up the measure of each triangle, it always comes to 180 degrees. And if you add that, that number carefully, it becomes one plus the eight plus the zero, which is nine, the number of initiation. So all the triangles that are created, long, small, big, short, different, all that, they always measure 180 degrees. And that is the number that unites all the triangles that are created. Oh, that's a beautiful thought. Thank you so much for that. It's the number of initiation. And as we read the definition of the of the sacred planet is simply an initiation into the becoming more inclusive, which is what initiation is. Thank you very much. Perhaps it's, there, are there any more that you want to call on, Kathy, or is it no. time to stop? Yeah. All right. Um, thank you, everyone, for your participation in the Triangle's work today. We will now close with a moment of silence to link with all Triangles members throughout the world. Thank you. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Bye.